This episode is brought to you by our friends at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS exists to provide ministerial training in the context of a confessional local church. They are, among other things, confessional, Baptist, affordable, and accessible. They are also now fully accredited by the Association of Reformed Theological Seminaries. You can learn more about them at their website, which is cbtseminary.org. Again, that is cbtseminary.org. The Covenant Podcast exists to discuss doctrine, theology, and the biblical worldview from a covenantal Baptist perspective. We pray that this resource will be edifying to you and glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the Covenant Podcast. Jimmy Johnson here with my co-host, as usual, Austin McCormick. Um, We will be discussing New Year's resolutions. We will be discussing redeeming your time. So Austin's going to start us off by reading Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 reads, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Uh, Brother Jimmy, uh, would you continue us the podcast with some of the quotes that we have? Yeah, I'm going to read from some of Jonathan Edwards' resolutions on how he would set goals as well as how he would spend time. And actually, you can find a list of these divided by various topics and categories on Desiring God's website. So I'm just going to read a few of the ones from his time management section. Number five on his resolution list is resolved never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I possibly can. Number seven is resolved never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. Number 17 is resolved that I will live so as I shall wish I had done when I come to die. Number 18 is resolved to live so at all times as I think is best in my devout frames and when I have queerest notions of things of the gospel and another world. And then number 19 is resolved never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if I expected it would not be above an hour before I should hear the last trump. So a lot of these have to do with planning out his days and spending his times with the the concept in his mind of the coming age, but also the concept of the coming time when he would actually die, but also just a reoccurring theme that we find in Edwards's re- resolutions, particularly on time management, is to to plan his time in such a way that he, he brings the most glory to God or lives as if he is glorifying and enjoying God, but also to do the best to others, including those in his congregation. So Edwards, as most people know, if they know anything about him, was a man who who 
who accomplished great literary feats, writing great amounts of works in a relatively short period of time because he died young, but also being a pastor and even a missionary to the Indians. So I think his resolutions are valuable to read and, and maybe even paraphrase if you, you set your own resolutions. Well, uh, we're discussing redeeming time, uh, more specifically redeeming the new year. But before we look at what lays ahead of us in 2020, uh, Brother Jimmy, what are some highlights of uh, your life or your ministry or things that have been going on with you for the year 2019? So some highlights for 2019 for me, one would be joining the Covenant Podcast as a regular co-host. That has been an enjoyment to me and I, I think has been good for me, but also I, th- I hope it has been good for the podcast. Another thing that I think I've done well this year and that I'm, I'm not per se proud of, but that I'm happy that I, I've kept this up as a regular exercise routine because in preparing for sermons and reading for school, you can have somewhat of a lifestyle in which you are sitting a lot. So having a regular exercise routine has been good. In ministry, preaching through the entire book of Hebrews. Now, I did start that technically in 2018, but I finished in 2019. So that was a highlight for me. It was good for my own soul. I believe it was good for the congregation and seeing how God had a unified plan of redemption and how Christ is that that final revelation of God in whom we have hope in. And then another highlight for me, it wasn't really an accomplishment on my part, but something that I'm I'm happy about is that living at Vista where I I pastor has been the longest or we have lived there longer than any period of time since my wife and I have been married. So living there over two years, that has been Good for me also being able to develop relationships for a longer period than like 10 months or a year has been really good. How about you, Austin? Uh, When I reflect on some of the things of 2019, one of my uh, first things that come to mind is my first year of pastoring. I had previously been a youth minister uh, on staff at another church, but this year has been my first experiential year of being the lead senior pastor. And uh, with that, uh, like you mentioned, was preaching through some books of the Bible. You mentioned the book of Hebrews. Uh, I got to preach through my first book of the Bible, which was Philippians on Sunday morning. So that was a great, enjoyable time for our congregation. Uh, Another uh, highlight of 2019 was graduating Bible College from Spurgeon College of Midwestern Seminary in Kansas City. Uh, That was it was good to have that over with. Uh, I've got many opportunities. I've had many opportunities to preach uh, in multiple states and multiple uh, conferences and youth camps and revivals, and that has been a joyous opportunity in 2019. And before I get to the last one, uh, ministry-wise, the most enjoyable highlight for 2019 for me as a pastor is to see so much growth at Shepherd Baptist Church, um, not only numerically, but more importantly, spiritually, seeing people growing through the preaching of the word and the ordinary means of grace, uh, seeing people uh, just fellowshipping more. And so as the pastor, that's been my most enjoyable thing, seeing 
the saints of God at Shepherd edified and uh, Christ glorified through that. But then I come to this last one, and I, this trumps all of them. Uh, a couple days ago, I became a father uh, to my first little girl, Geneva Dawn McCormick. So that would be my most uh, joyous and uh, happy highlight of 2019 is becoming a dad. So uh, with that said, uh, it's been good to reflect on 2019 for both of us in our ministries and just some things that we've went through. But Jimmy, this next question I have for you is we've uh, focused more on the Covenant podcast is what have been some of your favorite episodes that we've recorded in 2019? So before I give my my favorite ones, I, I would like to say that I've enjoyed every guest that we've had on and every interview that we have given. Um, but some of my most favorite ones would include the latest interview with Dr. Josh Wilson, and and he would prefer that I call him Josh Wilson. But that has been one of my favorite ones just to record. I, I know him personally, so that kind of, I think, helps make that one of my favorite ones. Another one of my favorites was the interview with Christopher Yuan on biblical sexuality. I, I found that to be informative as well as encouraging to hear his story and how he has come on a a biblical view of sexuality and God's desire for us to either live chaste um, in life and faithful in marriage. And then the another one of my favorite ones, the third one, my top three, would include the episode with Dr. John Griever, who was previously my professor as well as the pastor who officiated the wedding between my wife and I. So just being able to talk to him and be encouraged by him to interpret the Bible correctly and to to preach it faithfully, those three, and that one stands out, and those three that I've listed would be my favorite ones for the year. How about you, Austin? Um, one of my favorite episodes for this last year would specifically be the episode that we did with Sam Waldron on amillennialism. Just the content of that episode alone, I think, has been a tremendous resource for those that want to learn more about end times. And obviously, uh, Dr. Waldron has multiple books on end times, but for those that don't want to read an entire discourse on eschatology, that episode has been very, very uh, encouraging and edifying to learn more about those uh, particular doctrines. Also, uh, I particularly enjoyed the episode that we did with Jake Stone on William Carey. That To learn about William Carey was uh, very encouraging to me, but I also appreciate the devotional manner of that episode, how uh, we looked at how Carey's life applies to modern Christians and we didn't just uh, examine a Baptist theologian of the past to be having an academic discussion. It was a very practical and uh, very devotional episode. So those two, I would say, would be uh, some of my favorite episodes that we recorded this year. But like you said also, I do appreciate all of our guests that took their time to come on the Covenant podcast this year. 
Yeah. Transitioning, since we've talked about highlights and, and things that, that, that we enjoyed throughout 2019, let's transition and talk about some disappointments. So, Austin, what, what were some of your disappointments with 2019? Well, we could probably go on and on with some of these that uh, we've had some disappointments in our ministry or some other areas in our life, but I just want to focus on one for my uh, allotted time of this discussion, and uh, that's the beginning of my pulpit ministry. Uh, I was a very inexperienced young, and I still am, but absolutely no experience in the pulpit. And uh, I thought that loud meant good. <laughs> so I was a very loud minister. And as I've went back and critiqued some of my sermons, I wasn't expositing the scriptures much. I was just trying to be loud and exciting. And actually, I've had to go back and repent of some of the ways that I have preached. And uh, my preaching style has just changed tremendously over the last year. Uh, manuscripting my sermons has helped with that tremendously. Uh, in the past, I did not spend near as much time in sermon preparation, and now I spend much more time in sermon preparation. So one of the biggest disappointments of 2019 for me was starting off my pulpit ministry, uh, not where I would like for it to be. And uh, I, I am grateful that it's not how it used to be when I first started. But with that said, Jimmy, uh, what are some disappointments that you have had in 2019? As I look back at the year and how I spent my time, I, I have a more natural proclivity towards long periods of times of studying, and that includes in Bible study and during my quiet times reading portions of Scripture and, and meditating upon them. However, I have always tended to struggle with just devoted times of prayer. And and that really showed up again in 2019, just not spending, at least in my opinion, a, a regular daily time and just devoted to prayer. I mean, during the day, I would pray throughout the day, but I mean, just having that time where I spent with the Lord and, and, and voicing his praise and, and thanking him for the many blessings that he has given me and, and praying particularly for for the members on my on on our church role um, I had started out doing that and I did not finish strong doing that this year so but I, I have some goals next year to hopefully do better at that and then another one is just time devoted to to personal evangelism actually going out talking to people building relationships with people in the area who are either nominally Christian or, or not any, any sort of marker of being a Christian whatsoever. So sharing the gospel with my neighbors is something that I definitely could do more of. Now, obviously, you can't spend all your time doing that, but just having some regular times set out my schedule unless providence hinders me to to go out and share the gospel as well as in my own personal devotions to spend a daily time in prayer. But like you, I mean, I'm hopeful. It it doesn't make me downcast. And and I will just say Austin's preaching ministry from listening to some of the earlier sermons, being at some of the earlier 
sermons that he preached and compared to now as there has just been vast improvements and and with him being a young pastor i mean it's always encouraging to see people improving and striving to improve and to better divide the word of god before the people of god for their benefit and for god's glory well thank you for those encouraging words brother uh next question i have for you is uh what helps you set goals? So Austin may kind of have gleaned this in the short time that he knows me. I'm a, I'm a guy who likes lists and I like outlines and I like having things written out. Even as we were coming to prepare this episode, I had to come up with an outline in order for me to be able to do it and feel, feel comfortable doing it. So it's one thing that, that has helped me set goals and then accomplish them and evaluate them is having a, a personal mission, a vision, my core beliefs listed out, my core values, so that I can go back and review them regularly. In, in theory, I would review this list that I have come up with for myself at least once a week to check that I would would be accomplishing these things and be living consistently with them. So I can, I'll actually just go ahead and say what my, my core purpose I have here. And, and it's kind of a conglomeration of other things that I've read, including the Westminster Shorter Catechism and various things like that. But my core purpose right now is to glorify God and enjoy him forever through my union with Christ by doing all the good I can for as many people as I can, as often as I can in every sphere of life, regardless of whatever difficulties I meet. So my my purpose is to glorify and enjoy God through my union with Christ by doing all the good that I possibly can for for the people that God has placed in my life and and that and I want to do that regardless of whatever difficulties come to my life. So living for God's glory no matter what um would be having that listed and up front in a place that I can regularly review it has been helpful for me. I have it in Evernote. I recommend Evernote. I I like it, but I don't use it as much as it could be used, but I have that in there that I can regularly review it. And then another thing that I've personally found helpful in my own life is by dividing up my roles. So thinking about what various roles I have in life and the way I have it divided currently is my my role individually or personally. So my personal life, my my family role, so being dad, being husband and and what my role is in that, having my church ministry role there and saying listing out what my responsibilities are at a base level. And then finally like friendships and social relationships. So having those things divided and then thinking through like what are the main responsibilities? What are the things that I need to do? Um, and not only could do, but actually need to be done in order to say that I have faithfully executed that role and responsibility. So an example would be for church or ministry related. I've kind of, I got this from a book, I believe it's called The Shepherd Leader, and it talks about the main roles of the pastor or the elder. And, and they are as follows, knowing the sheep, leading the sheep, feeding the sheep, and protecting the sheep. So uh, knowing the people who God has called me to serve, knowing their names, 
praying for them on a regular basis, making sure to to try and talk to them as regularly as I can, and and when needs arise, being there to be a pastoral presence. Um, Leading the sheep would be casting a a biblical vision before them, um, leading by way of example, um, being a faithful husband and, and father, being a faithful Christian, going out, sharing the gospel, reading the Bible, praying, just being an example, and then also just coming into their life when when it is necessary and, and leading them in a very personal way. Feeding the sheep, um, the most obvious, at least for a pastor, would be preaching the word um, and preaching it faithfully, preaching it passionately, and, and preaching it with clarity and application in mind. So feeding the people and then protecting them would be protecting them from outside threats, so false teachers, heresy, um, false religions, uh, teaching them to to be able to spot those things from without, but also being a pastor, being able to spot those, those problems and those wolves that enter into our midst and identifying them and dealing with them appropriately through the means that God has provided, like church discipline and like the other things I've just mentioned. So that would be an example of one of the roles that God has given me and how I, I kind of think through and 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 have a a list that I can measure whether or not I am be being faithful. And then I also set my goals um with those things in mind. So Austin doesn't have anything that can help him set goals. So we're going to go ahead and go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> and you can delete that if you want, Austin, but you don't have to. Um, what goals do you have, Austin, for 20 and 20 or 2020? <laughs> uh, for 2020, one of my biggest goals is to make drastic improvements in biblical Greek uh, more specifically, I want to be able to read at least First John fluently. I'm currently uh, about three chapters in being able to translate without any help or without any notes right now. And uh, I can kind of answer the last question in this one together. What helps you set goals and what are my goals? Uh, I feel like I'm naturally inclined to do what I'm most interested to do. So I want to make improvements in biblical Greek, and some of the ways that I've done that is by uh, meeting with a man in my church that is fluent in Greek. We meet once a week. Uh, We are actually meeting tomorrow at 4 o'clock, and we're just going to work through 1 John for about an hour and a half. Uh, I have biblical Greek flashcards on both my iPad and uh, paper flashcards in my office. I have... uh, multiple biblical Greek uh, grammar books. Uh, I have David Allen Black's textbook and uh, Mounts's uh, biblical Greek, basics of biblical Greek textbook. So uh, also I'm reading just the Greek text before I will read to preach uh, my sermon, even if I don't understand it, just reading. And obviously another amazing Greek resource is... Uh, daily dose of Greek on uh, social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, and whatnot. But I would really like to make drastic improvements in my Greek. So that's my first goal. Another goal, which has kind of some awkward wording in our notes that I wrote down, 
is to pray twice as often as I read theological books. And Jimmy pointed out to me that this could be extremely impractical, especially if I read two to three or four hours a day, (laughs) that my prayer time could become very, very long. But what I mean by that is uh, I'm naturally, or I guess more interested to read. It's very easy for me to begin to read for hours on end and not even think twice about it. But prayer is more of a laborious task. And I've been praying that God would grow me in my personal prayer life. And I want to take drastic steps that I make intentional time to pray, maybe before and after I read a theological work or before and after I read my scripture, because praying is more difficult for me than reading. And I know that I need to pray more because it is a means of grace. So uh, I would like to improve in biblical Greek. I'd like to pray more. I would like to make progress in my new degree program at CBTS. It is move at your own pace. So please be praying for me that I would move at a quicker pace. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next, I would like to uh, be the dad that I'm scripturally called to be. I just had my first daughter and uh, I don't have a close relationship with my biological dad. uh, And uh, I have seen other examples in my life of, of men that are not great dads or good dads. And I've seen other examples in other parts of my family that men that are great fathers and, and good fathers. And I want to be a great father according to what the Bible says is a great father. I want to be the best dad I possibly can be to my daughter, Geneva. So that is one of my biggest goals for the upcoming new year is to be a great dad. But then uh, also with a family goal, I want to be a great husband. I want to make my wife feel important and uh, designate special time for us to go on dates. And uh, I'd like to be a great leader in the home as far as leading in family devotions. And uh, I just want Rachel to know how important she is to me. And I want to show that both in word and in deed. So those are some of my goals for 2020. Jimmy, what are some of your goals for 2020? Well, before I list them, I mean, the reason we're doing this episode and listing our goals out is is just to give our listeners an idea of how they might set goals themselves. So we're not just throwing our goals out there to brag that we have goals. In truth, as many people often do, we, we also fail to keep our goals at from time to time. So so take these as just an encouragement for, for you to set goals and to try with the best of your ability, by God's help, to to accomplish these things that that bring glory to Him, that better you, that better your family. But that said, with these goals or or my personal goals for 2020 is to pray a set time of 20 minutes every morning, and and a part of that goal is to pray for each church member at least once a week by name. And and given with times of need, I might pray for someone more than than once, once a week. But at the very least, praying for each church member by name once a week in that 20-minute allotted time that I will set each day. 
Another one is to go through the basics of biblical Hebrew by Miles Van Pelt and memorize Hebrew words that are used down to 30 times in the Hebrew Bible. I have taken biblical Hebrew um, twice and, and just want to keep up my biblical Hebrew and even review it and improve it. Another thing I'd like to do this summer after I graduate from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is to actually go through the basics of biblical Aramaic and try to get at least a functional grasp of biblical Aramaic. Um, Also, I would like to finish my MDiv this May. It seems like I am on the trajectory to do that, so be praying for me that I would finish that and that complications would not arise that would hinder that. Um, Another goal for family is to have a, a very specific goal is to have at a minimum a monthly date night with my wife so that we can spend some time together, which means that I have to get creative and find some babysitters and things of that nature. Um, Another thing that I would like to continue doing is to continue family worship five nights a week. And this year in particular with my daughter getting to an old enough age to where she can talk um, and answer questions is begin the Baptist Children's Catechism. And then another goal is take off at least one work day and school day every week um, and and use that time to, to be refreshed personally, but also just to spend time with my family as a whole. Uh, church-related thing is to start a disciple, a weekly disciple group with some men of the church. And then my last personal goal would be to sleep a minimum of seven hours a night because I, I tend to be one who sleeps four to five hours a night and that can't be sustained. Um, so I want to get to where I'm sleeping regularly, seven hours a night. So how do you intend to keep these goals? How do I keep to intend or how do I intend to keep these goals? Um, Kind of like with my core values, having them listed and in a place that I can review them regularly. I I put them in Todoist, which is a task list manager, and I also use from time to time, and I think I might actually make it a goal to use for the entire year, the, the full focus planner. I believe Michael Hyatt is the one who puts it out. I have them. I just haven't used them. So I'm going to try and use those to keep track of my goals in a quarterly format and and an orderly format. Also, having someone who knows them, um, who can keep me accountable. So all who listen to this episode will know them. So, I mean, if you want to berate me and see whether or not I actually keep my goals, I, I welcome that. Austin also knows them, and I have a feeling he'll ask me from time to time. But having someone who knows them, for me, it's usually my wife who can keep me accountable. And then one thing I've found valuable um, in helping me keep goals is actually having a reward at the end if if I actually accomplish the goal. That reward can be as simple as going out to eat at a family or a, a favorite restaurant or, or going and watching a movie or something like that. Or it could be just taking an extra day off that I wouldn't normally take off or something more expensive like buying a premium rebound Bible, which I have had that as a goal and I like premium Bibles. So that's something that motivates me to get things done. How about you, Austin? What helps you or what do you think will help you keep 
keep these goals that you have set? Uh, I'm going to make provision to accomplish these goals by putting time periods where I will work towards them in my Google Calendar. So seeing them in Google Calendar regularly and working towards them as hard as I possibly can by the grace of God and then resting. (laughs) I have a simple answer. Work hard and rest. Well, there you go. Those those two are both necessary since we are embodied creatures who, who need rest. Um, this next question is particularly for Austin. If I have anything to add, I will. But I don't know if we've ever really done an episode in which we, we even discuss. We mention it at the beginning. But what is the purpose of the Covenant podcast? You You just set up a volleyball for me to spike this so i'm going to do it this way the covenant podcast exists to discuss doctrine theology and the biblical worldview from a covenantal baptist perspective no more specifically the covenant podcast is meant to produce good christian baptist theological content uh i originally started the covenant podcast just for the people in my pews to have an additional resource that they can use to grow uh, in a different way than maybe our Wednesday night Bible study or a sermon, uh, something that would be an encouragement to them. Uh, And now that Jimmy has came on the podcast, the podcast has uh, taken a great direction in adding additional Baptist biographies. So first and foremost, I pray that this podcast would be a God-glorifying resource, that it would uh, help grow Christians. But also, I think that uh, a a major purpose of the Covenant podcast is just to discuss Baptist heritage. Uh, It seems like in some of the Baptist realms that I minister in, that some of the older Baptist history is being forgotten and it's being replaced with uh, new forms of Baptist history, if you want to say that. And uh, just finding our Baptist roots and bringing them forth to light and teaching them is uh, a major goal that I have with the Covenant podcast. Do you have anything to add to that, Jimmy? So essentially you're saying we're trying to convince people that we are not Anabaptist. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Or, or General Baptist, for that matter. Um, to, I don't really have a whole lot to add, but I, I think kind of our goal is to, to provide a podcast that, that exposits or explains or articulates or rehearses what confessional Baptist piety looks like. And, and that's kind of, at least my part, that's, that's what I would like to do, showing where we, we connect with the broader great tradition, but also showing our, our distinctives as confessional Baptists. Um, that would be kind of where I would go with that. So uh, with that said, what is the podcast going to look like in this coming year, Jimmy? Well, it's going to look a lot like it did this past year since I've joined. We will have interviews of theologians and authors and people we know who, who specialize in things that that we don't, um, and try to ask them good questions that would be most helpful for our audience, both pastors who listen, but also the 
the laity, and and I don't really like that sharp distinction, but that's that's the normal way it's distinguished. The people who are not vocational ministers who ha- or who have formal training. So we'll do interviews, and then we'll also do Baptist bios, Christian bios that we've we've been doing. We'll continue to have those. Continue to look at important figures. Maybe maybe broaden it out and look at some early church figures too, because I think as Baptists sometimes we 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 are so separatist in our <laughs> in our outlook that we we forget that we are connected to the broader. Christian tradition. So going back and looking at some of the early church fathers and even Reformation period or medieval theologians, I think would be worthwhile. Another thing that we're going to be doing, we will be actually being a vendor at, at our first conference this this coming, I guess, I guess it's still technically winter, but, but kind of heading into spring, we'll be at the Founders Conference Midwest. We'll be giving away some books there. So if you go to Founders Conference Midwest in Fenton, Missouri, you will see Austin and I there supporting a booth with a banner and also giving away some free books. Do you have anything to add, Austin? I do not. Well, we have been talking about renewing your time. We've been talking about renewing the year. Austin and I have really kind of been more personal on on what our goals are, but our goal, as I said in this episode earlier, is really just to kind of give you some ideas of how you might plan to redeem this next year, to to glorify God, to benefit His church, and to to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. As is usual, this episode has been brought to you by our friends at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, where Austin is trying to complete his degree in potentially a speedily, a more speedily manner, or speedier, regardless of how you say that. He wants to do it quicker. CBTS exists to provide ministerial training in the context of a confessional local church. They are, among other things, confessional, Baptist, affordable, accessible, and most recently have been accredited. You can learn more about that by listening to the episode that we did with Rex, but also you can learn more about them at cbtseminary.org. Again, that is cbtseminary.org. Thank you for listening to The Covenant Podcast. If you've enjoyed this resource or you simply like The Covenant Podcast, head on over to our iTunes page, subscribe, and leave us a review. We are also available via Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to The Covenant Podcast. Grace and peace to you.